Welcome to the Tor Podcast, where we share information on the tribal opiate response. Our intent for this podcast is to help reduce opiate-related deaths in Indian country. We share inspiring and enlightening interviews with people that are on the trenches, working the front lines in our reservation communities. In this episode, we share a conversation with Ron and Andrea from the Eastern Shoshone Recovery Center as they share their experiences, strengths, and hopes as they work with their people on the Wind River Reservation. If you know of anybody that needs help with opiate addiction, please contact Eastern Shoshone Recovery at easternshoshonerecovery.org. Thank you and enjoy. Can you provide some examples that demonstrate the program success? Um, sure. Um, I've been using an older gentleman that we started seeing at the Riverton office. Um, I think it was in May. And when he first pulled up in front of the building, he had a hard time getting out of the car. He kind of stooped as he walked and it would take him quite a while to get inside the building, you know? And so over time, he attended the Riverton acupuncture on Monday, the Fort Washke acupuncture on Tuesday, and then wherever the massage and chiropractor, if they were alternating, he would attend Riverton and Fort Washke. And he did that for like six weeks straight. And he was, his posture improved. He's more upright and he, his body's moving better to where he, you know, he's almost functioning. So. He's the one I tell everybody about that I watched it happen in six weeks if he hit every appointment. Wow. That is awesome. Can you think of one person that was served during tour one that we could call it a success? Actually was in tour one, didn't quite come. We uh, discharged her and then we brought her in to finish things up that we missed the first time uh, for tour two and uh, yeah, she was able to, uh, she was on uh, working with a map provider and during the time of one and two, she obtained employment. She is still employed to this day um, and she's still sober. Yeah, she's our success story. What do you think helped her reach those goals? Uh, definitely the mat, the mat services. Uh, she was on Suboxone. Okay. And uh, Suboxone um, helps people with uh, withdrawal and active use that you're not craving. So she's able to function uh, without the cravings, withdrawals, and all that interfering with her daily life. It's really good to see them with the employment and sober. What were some of the barriers? I don't know. I think it's just, uh, you know, getting the word out, not only to the community within our program, um, the clinicians talking with their clients. Um, we've gotten more out there that we exist. But yeah, a lot of people, it's likely to be true. They don't believe it. Um, when we first started in Riverton, I had a few people that came the first time and then they never showed up. So I think they thought it was one of those you show up and get the first one free and then they start billing you so they never came back <laughs> so yeah it, it's hard to tell 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, there's so many different kind of reasons. What about like the, all of the alternative healing that sessions that you guys provide? Like what's a lesson, what have you learned from those? It works, you know, if, if people show up, cooperate, um, yeah, it, it definitely works. So are there, is there anything that you're improving right now? Like you're working on making better? Uh, we do have a second person, Arlene at Riverton. Um, she's helping so that uh, the Riverton services, um, she's helping me down there and that has helped so much. Yeah, and that, that Riverton office, like that's a huge win. I mean, that's a big accomplishment. So, um, but are, is there any effort being made to like look at um, third party billing or how is that working out? Uh, we do have some people that go to see Missy and we have one person that is seeing massage with Jackie. Um, but I think they're using their own employment insurance and Medicare, you know, to make their own appointments, but there are a few. Some of the challenges that were in the client records and AccuCare were like emotional and psychological stress, COVID-19 impacts, loss of employment, transportation difficulties, and then living in places that don't support their recovery. How does Eastern Shoshone help people when they're facing those challenges? We have a mental health with Joe and those guys. Plus we also have Linda with meditation, you know, stress relief. But um, for the individual clients, um, the ones that you're describing, yeah, those are the ones, some of them went to treatment and yes, some of them are living in um, really difficult situations to where the family and all kinds of things are going on and they come and go, you know, they're, they, they're not consistent showing up because of everything they have going on. I just, I just want to, I just wanted to add that, uh, you know what, um, in our, in our group process, you know, I always encourage our, 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 our participants to, to, to use, to use those services. And my most common reaction is, Ooh, I don't like needles or, Ooh, I don't like nobody touching me or, Ooh, this and that, you know, and, yeah. and, and just, I guess just, just how they, how they are as Indian people, you know, but then I share my story with them about when I, when I, when I go in there and I, and I use those services that I felt the same way. And so I tried it. I took a healthy risk. And, and I tried those services out when they first got here and they helped me out a lot. So I think just uh, being there and supporting them and sharing your story also, you know, about your experiences and, uh, and encourage them. I could see where that approach would really work. Cause like if you're on the fence about everything, you know, but if you just have that gentle nudge, like, hey, I'll hold your hand, I'll walk over with you. Like that makes all the difference, so. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Um, what about, and we haven't talked about your Tuesdays, is it Tuesdays in the park? You know, uh, uh, strengthening generations with Liz uh, Salloway and, uh, and, and uh, Wind River Cares, they come down a lot and help me on Tuesdays. But since COVID came back and our numbers started rising, we pulled off again. 
So we're waiting for them to get lower so we can get back out there to the community. Is there anything that you want to talk about with Tour 2 in the last year? Um, yeah, you know, uh, since Arlene's joined, um, that's been very helpful. And mostly if we could do something um, regarding uh, a map provider, uh, either contract one, hire one, that'd really help things. Because they do uh, map services isn't just opioids. They can help with um, alcohol. I was thinking too that the language has has a lot to do with it too. To that, uh, you know, when, when at first I noticed when we were when Andrea was providing those services, and that tribal opioid response, <laughs> that word kind of tripped them up, yeah, and changed their thinking. You know that oh man, I'm not I, I don't have a problem. I I don't need to go to those services. To when we change that language over to uh, therapeutic ongoing recovery. Therapeutic ongoing recovery. A lot of people had a different mind mindset about it. It was the same thing, but it was worded different, and so they were more acceptable to it. I think. Yeah, stigma is still a very big thing. So just the title of that grant is really stigmatizing and turns people away. So making yes. it more positive. Um, I love it. Okay, well, so I think that's kind of the big things. Um, the only other thing I was going to ask about was, uh, you know, we pulled all this data from the state of Wyoming on overdose deaths and Narcan, Narcan administrations. Did you guys see that report? Actually, uh, fentanyl has entered the picture and fentanyl is sometimes what they cut the drug with and people aren't even aware fentanyl's in there. Fentanyl at very small dosages is deadly. And uh, when they repackaged some of the pills that was going around last summer, uh, there were like five people that OD'd here in Fremont County. And um, so when they cut the, the pills and then smushed them back together and people thought they were buying Oxycontin and it turned out to be fentanyl mixed Oxycontin. And so I think like three, four of the five people died. It was bad. It's one of those things that it's used and people think that it just suddenly appeared and it's illegal, but no, the doctors use it to actually treat because people in severe pain, that's one of the things they use for them. Yeah. Well, one of the, the records I was reading yesterday, the person talked about that, like she didn't know it had fentanyl in it. And it was, mm -hmm. then she was afraid to call, like, or have her daughter mm -hmm. call, because, you know, then it's like this big deal. Um, so that's kind of an ongoing issue that is of concern. Um, is there anything else that we want to tell them in our reports for either the first one or grant or the second one? The sober living would be nice to be able to help get the people out of the bad situations they're living in. Um, sometimes it's, you know, generations in the home um, not getting along. Some of them are you know, still partying in the household and the people that are trying to be in recovery are still exposed to because they're stuck living with 
people in their other family members that are partying and um, sober living to help them get out of that situation. So as a recovery, you know, they're, they're getting more into their recovery and want to get jobs and things like that. They have a place they can be to continue on with their healthy life instead of getting pulled back and relapsing all the things that happen where they're stuck in a bad situation. That's the last thing I was going to ask you about was I, the employment data is like really low. There's a catch to it. When people are out looking for work um, and everybody's advertising for jobs, different situations come up and a lot of the employers are very picky about who they're willing to hire. Um, I know quite a few people that have been putting in applications all over the place and they're getting turned down. Okay. I think transportation is a is, is a big part of that. You know, people do want to go to work. People do want to, you know, better themselves, better their lives. And right now, our transportation shut down to our services here. And I've been hearing a lot more lately. I'd really like to come. I'd really like to try to service up. I have no transportation. So I'm sure that's true with some, some of that's true with work, too, you know, getting to and from work. I tell them we have a we have a, a good transportation bus system here in, in Fremont County and it only costs you a buck. Sometimes you gotta be early to work or sometimes you gotta wait to get a ride back home or, or to get picked up. But uh pre-COVID, that's all I did is ride the bus. All during COVID, I've been driving. So so uh those, those are some options there, you know. But but I, I think transportation is, is a big part. You know, the resources mostly for me being a peer peer mentor you know i just give them a lot of resources there's a lot of things i'm limited to you know and so i'd probably maybe do some more uh outreach with them you know uh, and right now i think that's one of our main focuses here doing outreach and catching up with people that we haven't seen in a while and, and encouraging them to come back and, and, and get done what they need to get done you know and to, to, to live a better life and to live a good life the more people realize uh, SAMHSA's position about trying to help people function, which covers the MAT services, um, it helps. But as long as um, there's no room for helping yourself until you can reach abstinence is where the gap is. But right now, like, if you guys have a somebody that comes in they're doing really well and then they you know go back to using for a while you guys still keep them on right like you don't terminate them yeah they're we're they're always can well, come back yeah you don't close the door it's revolving well let me know if you guys have anything else i think i've got a lot of information i gotta go allison i got a group waiting for me oh man well get on the hey, door <laughs> Okay, you guys, see you later. Bye. 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 We'd like to thank you for being part of our podcast. Please stay tuned for more episodes regarding the tribal opiate response. And again, if you know of anybody that would need help with opiate abuse, please contact Eastern Shoshone Recovery at easternshoshonerecovery.org. We'd also like to thank Andrew Vasquez and his Wind River album for our beautiful background music. Thank you.